After you've had a wank, you can do your intro. How about that? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you could see what I'm seeing right now. He's never ever seen. Here's a reference for you. He looks like Blakey from on the off the buses. On the buses. <laughs> Say I hate you, Butler. I hate you, Butler. <laughs> what? Oh, you look like Blakey, but ugly and hairy and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how about that evil, evil genius? I tell you what. Yes. I'm gonna put like a reverb on your voice right now, so it all sounds spooky and echoey, right? Stop having a fag when we're recording. <laughs> you pathetic <laughs> little man. You're ruining our Halloween intro. Give I'm us a not... spooky. I'm gonna put a reverb on it, so speak slow and long, and I will add an echo. So, ready? Go. Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's another time to enjoy Jeepers. Give me Halloween episode of Jeepers. It's a dastardly number 50. Dastardly? I don't know why I said that. I'll do this again. No, don't bother. Just don't bother. Don't bother. No, don't bother. Hello, don't ladies bo- and gentlemen. Don't, don't bother. It's Jeep don't Show. Don't bother. Ooh, I'm Eli. Don't bother. Fucking terrified Silverman. And here's Paul, actually evil, not even in a supernatural way, just nasty to people. Gannon! <laughs> you wretched little fart. <laughs> Hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, right? It's a fact of cheese, so we're gonna have to fucking accept. Noodle time. Tells from the dance floor. How's the thick guy? The price of shite! Can I say hello? Eli Silver. Welcome to the show. Not going on nozzle. Okay? Well, welcome to Cheap Show. Welcome. How? Well, it's a spooky Halloween flavoured Cheap Show special today. It's that time of the year again, Paul, where I like to wade through piles of leaves. Yeah, autumn is in is in full bloom. Smelling the autumn bloom, mm. and I think about pumpkins. Oh, lovely pumpkins! And I think of uh, small children in. Um, Costumes going a trick or treating, going a trick or treating, uh, going a trick or treating, knocking on the door. Trick or treat! I come to your house. I'm a child. I knock on your door. Hello there. Trick or treat, Mister. Trick. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I haven't got anything for you. We're gonna egg your house. Yeah. Whatever. I'll I'll wait for it to dry and sprinkle it. On something like a noodle. We'll leave I'm a... gonna eat noodle eggs, egg sprinkle noodles. House, house dried eggs. It's a fucking speciality where I come from. You so need... that won't work. That won't work. What do you want? All right. What do you want? How about a a bag, a paper bag with dog doos in that we light on fire? Well, you've ruined it now, haven't you? Why? Because I won't. Ha- I'll just use a uh, bucket of water. That's a good point. <laughs> what about we throw a brick through your window? That. That will be a trick, and that will work as a trick. Should we do that, boys? 
Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let, we all want to do that now, unless you give us sweets, mister. You're not getting sweets. All I have is some Oxo cubes. We, you can make this easy for yourself, mister, or very difficult. You either hand us some sweets yeah. from the bowl I see just or, behind or, you in the hallway, or, yeah. or we'll fuck you up. I don't have a up. bowl. I don't or we'll have a fuck bowl. you up, mister. I don't have a fucking bowl. You have a bowl just there behind you. I can't see it. Stop ruining improv. If I've suggested <laughs> something and it's in the scene, you've got to go with it. Don't block me, all right? All right. So I saw your bowl of candy on the oh, side. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have left that huge bowl of candy out. So give us some, mister, and we won't make life tricky for you. I've already told you. Yeah. Trick. Now I'm, I'm shutting the door. Well, glass, yeah? Fine. I don't care. What have I got to fucking live for anyway? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nice to have a bit of human comfort, actually. <laughs> human company, you know. Would you like us to come in? I don't think it should, really. No. No. But, you know, we could stand here. So, how's your mum? She's all right, actually. Good, I'm, she I'm glad. She had a bit of back pain last yeah, week. I haven't, But yeah. she's all right now. Why won't you come home, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell her I love her and I'm sorry. She cries at night, Dad. Right. <laughs> Total fucking ambivalence. <laughs> fucking hell. Right, that's Halloween. That's what it means for me, Paul. Yeah. So, uh, God, that's depressing. I love Halloween. Yes. I watch Ghost Watch every year. That's fun. The Stephen Volk uh, BBC One drama that they showed in '92, I think it, it was. It is my favourite festival because it's you get to watch scary movies. I you? like scary movies, and you get to see people with god awful costumes, often simply consisting of yeah. one bandage with some red smeared on one point yeah. just put on their head and they think yeah. that's do you know what I mean that's enough you see it it's not enough it's, it's enough. not enough it's enough you should just not do it if all you're going to do is put one bandage on yeah. with one bloody blood mark on the bandage don't well, bother do don't bother want, do just you want proof of the supernatural can I show you proof of the supernatural because there is an article on a website called io9 the article's called no you're terrified of this insanely haunted school. I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. Watched it last night uh, on the on the bus. It was okay. So and you know what? It freaked me out. Do you know why it freaked me out? Go on. Because the guy who posted it, yeah, said, "Put the the volume up." Yeah. Because this isn't one of those screamers that jumps at you at the end. Yeah. So I thought it is one of those screamers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm there. And yeah. I'm thinking it's going to do, something's going to jump. And I couldn't bear, I actually couldn't bear to watch the whole thing because I was so sure that something was going to go, ah, at the end, you know, and I hate those. They get me. You big, softy and baby. the screamers oh. get me. What can I say? The screamers Well, that's what me. they're there, though, for. They're just nothing. It's, it's stupid. I know it's stupid, but it's... Anyway, what this is, is in Cork Island, um, they use video camera, you know, security cameras to capture what they think is poltergeist activity at a secondary school called Deer Park CBS. Uh, and make sure you turn the sound on. That's what it says in the article. Yeah, because you, you can hear things rocking back and forth. Deer I mean. Park's head teacher Aaron Wolf was puzzled by the incident, which features slamming lockers, flickering lights, and a flying wet floor sign, amongst other horrors. So, the video is a shot of a corridor at night. Yes. And then a bunch of clearly faked things happen. Is it clearly faked? I hadn't hey. looked... They're on the, strings, are they? First of all, okay, so there, there are businesses, big businesses that have security cameras with lower resolution footage than that. It's so extremely high res. Very isn't it? high res. The camera is perfectly framed. Yes. Look at the whole gamut of the action that's going on. Yes. And almost when you see the wet floor sign, you think that's going to move 
haunted video says the link. Yeah. Click on it, and there's a thing right there. It's all. It's a bit too perfect. You isn't know it? it's and the locker. It's all and strings. It's all, mate. It looks fake as fuck. Well, I was slightly creeped out by it. Yeah, because you're a big baby, aren't you? Oh, my, 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 my baby need to cuddle at night because he cushioned a monster. So I said, I bet I'm going to get him. Yes. Yeah? Yes. No. Oh. I used to think as a child that uh, my au pair was going to turn into a zombie and kill me if I didn't have what my head. What a middle class nightmare that is. I was afraid my au pair would kill me in the night. Okay, sorry, Paul, for being middle class. Is that what this has turned into? Yeah. Is that what this has turned into? Yeah. You didn't have the luxuries growing up and the au pairs and the fresh bananas that I had. I would have dreams at Halloween that my canapes would be riddled with maggots. Mm. (laughs) All right, maybe that wasn't a good example. Um, Papa, I would have dreams of Papa and his cravat coming to life and trying to strangle me. Mm. Mm. What did you then? What did you? Oh, I had dreams some fucking working class ghost with a big scouse (laughs) wig would come and go, All right, have a fucking pint, you, you, you piece of shit. You're horrible. I know. I've lost my mojo. Have you? How can we get your mojo back? I don't know. Should we summon the devil? I don't think that's advisable. I'm going to summon the devil right now and get your mojo. We'll trade your soul for um, mojo. Mojo. Yeah? Yeah. I need to get into a trance state. Okay. All right. I think he's he's, uh, gone into a trance. I'm going into a trance. I think he's gone into a trance now. Oh! He's back. He's back in the room, but something oh. is something else is in the room. Oh. I can smell sulfur. You I'm, fucking say my feet. It's Paul's feet. Yeah, I knew <laughs> you were gonna do that. There's a cheese underlay on the sulfur smell. Underlay, that- underlay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the devil then? Shut up! Um, you ruined my you, trance. You're, you're blocking now. You're blocking <laughs> yourself. I'm going under. I am the devil. Oh, fuck's sake. I am the devil. Why would he say that? He wouldn't say that. Because you, you might not recognise my voice. I don't recognise your voice. Hey, up. It's um, Paul's fucking stupid... It's one of th- Paul's three voices. It's Paul's northern voice. That's three more than the number of voices you can do. No, I'll give you seven voices now. Go. One. Mexican. Hello. Two. Uh, Russian Three. House. <laughs> no, that, you're not letting me do it. Go on. Two. R- Hello. Three. Oh, I've got a funny voice. Five. Hello, I've got a funny voice. He didn't even realise I'd skipped to four. He should have had four. You're not even listening. Do you want to hear four? Yeah. That sort of voice. That's you sticking your tongue out. Six. I've got a lovely big bonus head. (laughs) God. (laughs) Seven. Oh, you could say that. You could say that, mate. You could say that. (laughs) You could say that, but, you know... Anyway, I'm the devil, so... I'm going to stick with voice number seven for the rest of this, Paul. I'm going to... You're the devil then, are you? Yeah. I'll... Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Devil. Yeah. Why is there... Why is there... Uh, if you're evil, right? Yeah. And God is all good... He's not all How good. could he c- create you what is evil, right? Hey! Hey! What are you saying, eh? What could... are you saying to that? Could I like I... this voice. I mean, I'll do this for forever. No, please don't do this for forever. <laughs> please don't do that forever. I think the wind has changed and my voice is stuck like this. Good impro, though, of the so devil. You've, yeah, you've, got a, you've got a choice. Do that voice yeah. or... Stop doing the podcast. Or I'll just jab you You'll in the jab- eye oh, with my it, finger. It's come to violence again, has it? Yeah. It's come to violence, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> right, Paul. It's the Halloween please. special. I'm enjoying this. Please don't do that voice. Well, you must make some concessions too. 
such as stop being so shit <laughs> that's well I can't promise that right Paul well, I've stopped doing the voice now good so I'm the devil you ask me for your soul right do I you ask you for my soul oh, you know what I'm getting at I do not trade that's, your soul that's in the thing Paul you just think if I, if I throw a jumbled bag of words out my mouth some of them in a different combination would if I had actually bothered with the combination make some sort of sense they do not make sense this is the basis of what we call syntax I don't want to do this improv anymore I know you don't I don't want you to do it I'll do it you're right. right you're the devil okay no I've just got to go under okay go <laughs> under I am Zimvak Bukiat and I have come you make a deal He's walking out, ladies and gentlemen. He's walking out. Paul's walking out. He's actually walking out. He's, he's gone. Right. We're in the House of Pickles by ourselves. Um, Christ. He's... Are you back? He's back. I'm making a cigarette. You do your show. You do your show. I'm not doing a show. Do show. I can't do a show do without you. Do you with all your funny voices? Do you show with all your funny voices? I can't do a show without you. Go on. I can't do a show without you. Apparently you can. Apparently you can. Do your voices. All right. Oh, I'm the devil. I'm Umfatavat. And I have a deal for someone who is in here. Oh, hello. I'm Eli. And I, uh, I've lost my mojo. Just, uh, just saying fuck you, Paul, doesn't seem to be cutting it anymore. And I was hoping you'd maybe give me some mojo and... Uh, uh, we could go. Uh, I'm looking to uh, Very give. Very funny stuff so far. Keep going, mate. Genius, comic genius. Uh, 50% equity in my soul. I demand the whole 100% soul. <laughs> okay, 100%. But can I have a mojo? You'll get your mojo. Oh, yes. Now let me do the spell. Ooh, boogie boogie. Ooh. Boogie boogie. <laughs> boogie. Ooh, spell. Ooh, he wants his mojo. I destroy his soul. Okay, here you go. Right, that was done it. Thank you. Now I've got my mojo back officially now. All right, Paul? It's okay, I sorted that. That's sorted out now, Paul. Yeah. So, what have we got coming up on this Halloween-flavoured episode of Cheap Show? The price of shite. We've got a special Halloween-flavoured price of shite. It's all Halloween. Are we going to play that now? Welcome to... No! No! What do you mean, no? Got to sign off this link. I'm having a fag. Fuck me. It's Halloween and I'm having a fag. Why? Coming up on the show today, we have Halloween flavoured Price of Shine special. That's what I tried to just say. Followed by a spooky edition of Silverman's Platter. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, Paul. And then finally, Secret. There's a secret section at the end of the show. Yeah, there's going to be a secret. I've had the microphone the wrong way around. I'll fix it in post. Um, yes, a secret finale today. Okay, good. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. So, is it time for Price of Shite now? It is time for the Price of Shite. I'm just going to stop recording and then me and you are going to have fucking words. It's time for a... <laughs> Halloween Price of Shite. Ooh, 
Ooh, it's dark down here. Ooh, ooh, what am I going to do? They said they were going to play a game down here. I don't know what the game is. Ooh, who is that? Is it Skeevy Nicks? Sorry, like Stevie <laughs> Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. Skeevy Simon. No, Skeevy Nicks works. Are you Skeevy Nicks? Hello. I am. I don't want to do this voice for the whole section. So I'm, don't do I'm Skeevy Nicks. Hello. Hello, Skeevy Nicks. And welcome to my horror version of The Price of Shite. The Price of Shite. And here's what's going to happen. There are 25 steps to hell. Oh, if you go over the 25 steps, you'll fall into hell yes. and be molested by demons forever. For, forever. That's good. And you'll be forced to sit through everything Noel Edmonds ever thought and said in his life. So, like, inhabit him from birth to death. Yeah, on a loop forever. Mm. You seem quite happy about I that. I like that. All right, not then. You are... You are a cunt. <laughs> I'm ready to play, Paul. Right. I don't know about so you. So it's the rules. Okay, so I've got items ranging between nothing and one pound. How many? Okay, three items, three items. on the docket today. They're all Halloween flavoured. Good. Um, all you got to do is guess the price, and depending on how far out or over you are, you climb up the stairs towards 25. Well, Mr. Gannon, I'm here to play, and I'm going to jolly well give my best, okay? And all you have to do is worry that you don't go over the 25p margin of error, or you'll fall into the pit of horror. Yes. Oh, okay. I think we all know now. Plop. Right, are we ready? I'm ready. For item number one on Le Price of Le Poopoo. <laughs> what you got? Bring it out. Whip it out. What's oh, that? Oh, that's an item. Oh, that's a good item. Oh, what I'm is it? I'm liking this. This is, it's a wavy snake. Yeah. Cobra-headed, wavy plastic snake. It's segmented, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I believe it has. Yeah. This is the cheapest item, is this it? This is the cheapest item. Okay. It's in. It's, it's fresh in bag. It's fresh in bag. Fresh in bag. It's quite the item. I'm getting it out, and it's a wavy snake, but its tail. Yeah. It's a segmented wavy snake, very similar. Why to don't you say it into the fucking mic? It's a segmented wavy snake, yeah. like a cobra, and it it sort of mimics the real movement. Yeah, it wiggles and woggles. It wiggles and woggles, and uh, but the tail, which is something I have not seen before, is a torch. Yeah. Does that mean the head lights up? I don't know. Try it. No. No. Has it got battery in? Let's have a look. It's opening it now. There is no battery in. I have batteries. Okay. Bear with me. All right. What are your feelings so far? Well, it's a uh, it's a little toy item. It's it's uh, under a pound, so that's quite cheap. So it is nasty. It's badly made. It's nasty, and it's uh, by Scream Machine, I believe, is the company. Is that right? I think so. Scream Machine. Okay, you got the battery. It the takes two two double A's. All right. That's the type of battery a lot of people have in their home or uh, from putting in alarm clocks, uh, small handheld devices, and torches, I believe. Um, so, and this is a torch. He's turned it on. I haven't. I'm turning on the moment of my truth. pink I'm wiggly snake. Light on. Here we go. There, it, it flashes. It flashes, ladies and gentlemen. It's sort of each alternate segments, including the cobra head, flashes. And it's a it's a Halloween toy. I it's don't know what else to say. Flashing curvy big snake. Yes, with a, with a cobra head. head. Right. And this you say is the cheapest. It was the cheapest item on today's Halloween. I can't imagine price it. Of shite. I can't. Ooh. I'll give you a bit of my thought process here. Paul. Yeah. I can't imagine this costing less than fifty p. But. Yeah. I'm going to say fifty p. 
Well, you said 50p. The actual price was 45 pence. Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah, but you didn't, so... Oh, I was going to hedge my bets and go for 45. One, just going to go with my gut. I think if anything's taught two, me to go with my gut, it's this show. Three, four, five. You're sitting on the fifth step on the stairway to hell. Okay. All right? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm all right with that. You're happy with that? If I'm about by you five You know what's interesting? Th- Proper price of something. Not something you found on the floor. I'm still really hung up on that. Okay. I need sorry. you to know. All right. That I find that a dis- that's a slap in the face from you. That is professional. It's not a slap in the face. It's how to it's, win. It cheats the audience. It cheats me. No. And it's a little victory for you. And that's what it comes down to. You're a horrible person. I think people are going to enjoy my crispy eye patch from the previous episode. Anyway, second item. Well, they already have had listened to it by now. So stop talking in future past tense. Past tense. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's item number two it, on the price of shite. Right, produce it. Oh. Where is it? He's, he's delving in his bag, and uh, I'm delving in my bag, and I'm pulling it out. And what is it? And Mr. Here it Silverman? is. It's it's, uh, it's an item that is covered in uh, bubble, bubble wrap. wrap, and it's a ghosty. This is quite nice. This is quite nice. Was this charity shop bought? Yes, it was a charity shop. This one. This is an item that would have jumped out at me, Paul. I would have to say, even if it wasn't Halloween, because it's quite nice. It is. What is it? A tea light holder. Yeah. Shaped in. The shape of a classic cartoon Casper-style ghost. Is that, am I right? Say it into that? your microphone. So we I can am all saying hear. it into the microphone. Otherwise, I have to play the level. I'm looking at the level it. over there, and it was fucking fine. Stop trying to micromanage me. All right. Someone has to. I'm not your fucking girlfriend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. It's a uh, ceramic. Can't believe you. Cartoon ghost. Uh, candle holder it's quite a nice little thing it isn't a bad item I have to I say I mean I'm not quite sure the pottery look at that it's a crack on it I didn't see that oh yeah there's a, it's a That's defect it's a defect on the pottery there but either way it was cheap So I'll say it's a scar and it says trick or treat inside there yeah so it's definitely Halloween it's got an orange sort of red interior white ghost outside and it's a bit cartoony it's bit smiling cartoon. it's a little bit of fun it's not scary it's a lovely little bit of fun it's a lovely little, little, bit lovely of fun. little novelty candle holder on item. a window ledge maybe facing out onto the street on your house Halloween uh, I'm gonna go How much for, do you think for 80p 80p are you sure you wanna go with 80p I mean I don't care but are you going with 80p 82p interesting mm, you went up 82p is my final answer yeah. Mr. Gannon, yes. The actual price... 70p. 70p oh. for that. So you are 12 off? 12. So uh, up the stairs. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Now, not much of a margin. What am I sitting on there? Number 17? You're sitting on the naughty step to 17. So I've got an 8p margin of error possible. For this last item. In order to stay on the stairs and not fall into the pit of demons. In this spooky edition of The Price it, of Shite. It's going to the line. Please produce I'm your terrified. third item. Here it is. You may have seen this before, but I've revealed it now for the show. Okay. It is this. What is it? This is a box. It's a, it says on the front, Ridley. So that's the people who do Ridley's Believe It or Not. I believe it? so. Yes. Mm. Uh, they're sort of a novelty corporation, aren't they? They deal in the uh, more uh, macabre and bizarre elements of human life in all its shapes and sizes. Ridley's magic lights from anywhere. Let the magic begin. Pluck a mysterious glowing red light from the air, from thin air. Contains magician secrets. So this is a magic trick. It is indeed. Shall I show you how it works before you have a look at it? But I'll show you. In, uh, bear with me. 
So you've got to imagine I'm a, I'm a, I'm a magic man. Ah, right? he's, he's a man. I've come to this show. I want to be amazed. Right. Also, I'd like some gags. Um, and also, perhaps like a, an assistant in a nice dress. Alright, here we go. Ready, lie, ready, watch my hand, look at my hand, what look do you see? Hand. I'm grabbing a magic fairy out of the sky. Oh, I've got this magic hey, fairy. That's and pretty it's, good, isn't and it's it? gone, yeah. it's gone. Where is the magic? I can oh. see it now. I can see what you've so, done now. Okay, yeah. so that's the magic trick in action. I'm plucking lights out of the fingertips of Are you the showing air. me the back? Does it have the price on the no, back? No, no, it doesn't. Right. Um, I mean, it did, but that's not the right price. That's not the price I bought it for. It isn't. It just isn't. Okay. Because that's what I took to the counter, but that's not what she charged so me. So what this actually comprises of, to let you know the magic, is a... Oh, my thumb's too big to get in there. Yeah, but that's the point. The thing about magic trick thumbs is it's a hollow plastic thumb, right? But it's not meant to cover your whole thumb. It just won't work. The point is, is that you put it on the tip of your thumb, like I did. Yeah. But you hold your hand like this, so it's not like that. Where you so you're foreshortening. You can't see that. You can so only see the tip. If you show the audience like the palm of your hand reaching forward with your fingers, you can't it, notice the thumb as much because you know, of the. Right. Whereas if you reach out, you it can looks obviously, obviously see. fake. Yes. So when you watch magicians who use fake thumbs in their tricks, you'll see they always hold their hand flat on, as it were, fingers towards the camera, yeah, yeah. like that. They'll always like have it down here or like that, so you don't see the trick in action. But how do you depress the light? I mean, my thumb won't even go in far enough to. Well, you've got to make it work for each particular thumb. Right. Oh, there you See? go. Yeah, so there you go. by grabbing it, you're making the light happen, you know? Yeah. Yes. And there are two th thumbs in there, and you can pretend you're an evil dark wizard. 99p. 95p. You need to pick one right now. 95p. You're going to go with 95p. That's my final guess. Are the you? magic lights. Okay. You said 95p. The magic lights from anywhere trick cost me 99p. Oh! Boom! Oh, One, two, ooh, it's, three, it's sexing four. me up. And what stairs? <laughs> what? What stair? What, what stair? 21. Oh, yes. Can I just say? Yes. Yeah? I... Shall I leave the room while you just rub your little belly trumpet and fucking make sticky white coconut juice? Happen all, all on your on your hairy tom tom. <laughs> love it, yeah, love it. So yeah. I won. I didn't fall off the stair of death, did I? No, you didn't. Congratulations. Thank you. Your soul has been saved from internal damnation. Uh, it's interesting items there, Paul. I yeah. would say uh, I don't know. I like the. Uh, What's your favourite one? I think it has to be the first item, the cheapest item, which is the cobra. You the like pink my cobra. big snake? The, yeah, the pink cobra snake. Yeah, you like my big pink snake. <sighs> I want to lick your big pink snake. <laughs> <laughs> Till it spews venom. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I like the little light, ghost the light. Ghost light? I'm going to hang on to that. I am going to hang on to that. Okay. Um, what we're going to do for Patreon people from this point on, by the way, is anything we use in price of shite or whatever, we're going to give away in the little boxes to people who donate the amount that get those boxes. Oh, that's a good idea. So yeah. this, these won't go to waste. So that you might get these if you get donate on Patreon to uh, yeah. Cheap Show. You could maybe, you might be able to caress... Paul's I... big pink cobra, spitting cobra snake. At the comfort of your own home. Yes. Yes. Or you might get the thumbs, or you might get the, the gold treasure chest from last week. We might throw a vinyl in, you know, a random vinyl. We'll see. A random vinyl. Yeah, like one of the ones you get from the charity shop we know we're not going to keep, like Tribatoffs, Weatherman, that kind of thing. Ah, yes. You know. Congratulations Thank anyway. Thank you very much. Well, now, boys and girls, for our spooky Halloween show... Woo. 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 The monsters are coming for you tonight. 
if you listen to this on Halloween. Otherwise, they're usually engaged throughout the year. Are they? So what safe. do they do? Hang about, sign on. They only work one day a year? Like Santa. If he can get away with it, why can't ghosts and ghouls? But Santa has a lot of prep work. Yeah, but he farms that out to uh, temps. His little dwarves, they're on zero contract. Right. And then they build toys, do they? Yeah. They build well, all the world's toys, Well, do these they? days they book. They just go on Amazon Prime and they book the toys and then they just get Santa just then, picks them up at the depot. And that's that. He has what, a PO what? box. Not as glamorous as it used to be. No. No. He has drones instead of reindeer. And then does he do, is he also the Burger King? That's always what has fascinated me. Is Santa the to, Burger King? Yeah, I think like he is. Young, young like, Santa well, is Burger King. Yeah. It's an interesting question. And Bur- Ca- Captain Birdseye could be the same person as well. We just don't know. It's one of those conspiracies that people don't fucking, you know, they know talk about. about the one like, that you're making up right now. It's Well, I think it's credible. Captain really? At the captain's table. Yeah. Yeah. Think of that. Anyway, we're playing Trick or Treat. Woo! And here's how it's going to go. Okay. So, we're going to go trick or treat each. Yes. But we're not going to be cruel to each other. A trick in this instance means it's a song from Silverman's Platter. That is our trick today. So I have some songs with a Halloween-y theme. Yeah. Halloween-y theme. Yeah. And so we're incorporating Silverman's Platters into this new and never-to-be-repeated section, Trick or Treat, which also has the cheap eats bit. In yes. It. So that's what essentially is happening. That's the che- I was going to get to that. Thank you. It's the treat section are the Halloween candies. What the cheap I eats. Have. The, cheap, the, the cheap eats, if you will. The Halloween candies. It's two sections. Cheap eats, Silverman's Platter, splurged into one, and it's called Trick or Treat. And let's start it off, Paul. What's our first treat? So let's just toss to begin. Okay. I, I have a coin. Oh, I, wasn't... I have a coin. Right. Grow up! I have a coin. If it lands on heads, it's trick. If it lands on the back, it's treat. Let's see where we begin. Heads. So we begin with a trick. What's the first one on the Silverman's platter today? Talk to me. Well, this is an interesting record I picked up recently. Vista Breakthrough by Constantin Rordiv. An amazing experiment in electronic communication with the dead, Paul. With the dead. Interesting. This was a seven-inch single, but it plays at 35 RPM. What does that mean? Does seven-inch not usually run at that? Seven inch traditionally is on the higher speed of forty five RPM. Okay, does that mean there's more on this than you'd regularly get on? Yes, time it's slower, so okay. they can fit more on. Okay, yeah. um, you do get a lot of seven inch singles that play at thirty three and a third RPM, but they usually EPs or something as well. Uh, now EPs, funnily enough, run at forty five RPM. Oh, I did not know that. But you do get not very often, but you do get thirty three and a third RPM. Okay. Sevens. And you also get maxi singles, which are 12-inch singles that run at 33 and a third. And they are some of the best quality vinyl ever. You it's very get... loud and, you know, because it's just nice, got one... definition. Yes. And a, a resonant bass tone. Excellent. So, this runs at 33 and a third. And it comes th- with a magazine, originally, which oh, I Oh, but we have, don't have now. That's a shame. Called Breakthrough, I believe. And it must be some kind of uh, paranormal 14 times style... Uh, magazine. So what's on the disc then? On the disc is Dr. Rordiv's commentary translated and spoken by Nadia Fowler. The examples and explanations are given in the commentary on the enclosed record. For convenience, the actual communications are given below. On side one, you have Bendeke Ich Bin, is a German ghost. Zenta, Kostja Jar, Rordiv, Kostatu Tikna, Majakowski. <laughs> You're just saying <laughs> No, this is what it says. It's just... <laughs> it's what it says. Konstantin Pluge, or Tiger, 
Entrojas muchas quench. That's gone Spanish now. It has. There's international Much... speaking ghosts. Yes. Which implies to me they did EVP, heard what they thought was a voice, didn't hear the English in it, and just presumed as a result it was in foreign. So you've got a picture of the Doctor, Rordiv, on the back, and he's listening, and someone's adjusting the uh, the uh, equipment there, and he's going, ooh, ooh, I can hear the dead. So let's listen to a little bit of it right now. The text spoken by the voices and the sound volume are exactly the same as in the original recording. To help the air adapt itself to the strange rhythm, rapidity and softness of the voice entity's speech. Each utterance is repeated several times. The voices here selected are grouped according to the persons addressed and their respective answers, followed by a translation and explanation. They are examples chosen to give the reader a breakthrough, an acoustic illustration of the material presented in the book. The listener is asked to read any text spoken in languages he does not know with particular attention so that he may be able to grasp each separate word phonetically. Please note the commentary that goes with each voice text as the meaning of some utterances can only be understood in context with the situation that gave rise to them. Margareta Petrowski, who had told the experimenter during her lifetime that she did not believe in an existence after death. After her passing, the experimenter asked her how she felt in the beyond, and a voice, identified as coming from Margareta, answered, Bedenke, ich bin. German, imagine, I am. Again we hear Margareta Petrowski's voice, this time calling her former employer, Dr. Zenta Maurina. Zenta. It's interesting, actually. That's, so that's an early example of what would be now described as EVP, right? I mean, it's still EVP, but back then it was all analogue, so it was on... You know, tapes. tapes. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I've never heard that stuff before. If you go online and you go to YouTube and you look up, like, best EVPs, you tend to get familiar ones that pop up every now and then. Right. And by and large, I don't buy it. Because there's a thing, like, you know, there's a thing when you look at the cloud and you think it looks like a face. What's it called? When, um, Parad- para- para- paradoilia. Yeah. It's like audio paradoilia. Where well, you I don't in- think it's even called audio. I think parad- paradoilia, paradoilia. Um, describes... Uh, that kind of recognizing forms that aren't there in any sense. So it includes uh, the aural, yeah, okay. and it All includes right. uh, the visual. Okay, and you know, I mean, I can't think of a uh, an example for smell. I can, <laughs> but feel the smell. Um, over time, you tend to find that what happens is you hear something nonsense and you translate it in your head and you make it fit what you hear. So it'd be like, yes. you think, did you hear that? Listen to it back. We're now Yeah. We're now denying you. Now, if I say... He's saying, he says, I want a banana. No. He's saying... Oh, that's what I heard. I'm sat down beside you. So he goes, there's no banana behind you. Is this Jimmy Savile? No, it's not through? Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh. No. I sat down beside you. Yeah. 
I was about that then. <laughs> we can't keep doing Jimmy gags. Right. We just can't. Um, anyway, so, um, yes. So, it is definitely pareidolia, or whatever you call it. But I and love it. It's because it's still spooky. Kind of. But you just, you know. It's hard in that it's because like, it's like, oh, can't you hear it? It's all, it's all, it's all scrambled. Well, uh, the problem is, scrambled. the sounds are out of context. Let real. me finish. The sounds are out of context. They just play the clip of the voices themselves, but you don't hear the lead up to it. You don't hear the silence before and after. And that's important sometimes to get an overall sense of what you're hearing in the environment. If you're just hearing the, then it's nonsense until someone transcribes it for you. I just think, yeah, if a ghost was actually there and did want to actually say, hello, I'm dead, this is weird, it's the other side, they'd actually be more clear. They'd they wouldn't would. just go, yeah, bananas, or whatever. Or you know? say something that you have to try and... I'm going to eat bananas. I like to eat bananas. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you know have, what I mean? I do they just have. come out and say it. I'm a fucking ghost. I'm here. I'm going to do you. I'm going to do her. <laughs> do her. I'm going to, you know... But he's a gangster. I would like... Well, I'll do you. I'll do you. Well, probably are a lot of gangster ghosts because they get killed in horrible ways, don't they? Yeah, they do. And that is what causes haunting in a lot of people's traditions, isn't well, it? Well, they believe so. They reckon ghosts or people who come back as ghosts have come back for various different reasons. Sometimes they say it's recording in the environment, playing back on an infinite loop, and you're just seeing like a, a memory uh, being envisioned. The memory of what? Like what? someone walking from one room to another. Is crying. that the rock tape? Is that, Stone that's... Tape Theory is based on a play by Nigel Neal, right? right? That was somehow adopted by real ghost hunters as a proper thing that never really existed. So it started as a fiction and then but became the, something they just the theory, claimed was real. The yeah? theory is this silica in bricks and mortar built in the old houses, right? And that's the same kind of stuff you get in cassette tapes. You know the old cassette yes. tapes? So the theory is that the silica in the walls records. records the sounds and screams or whatever of ghosts and voices from past. And if you stimulate that rock in a certain vibration... Oh yeah, how do I do that? Wank on it. Oh, I hate you do i rub my gubbins on it <laughs> i can hear ghosts i rub my dick on the wall and i can hear ghosts oh ectoplasm yeah. all over the wall Ecto... Is that what you... yeah happy now we went there ecto spanky <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> so anyway yeah they think that's what it is right yeah but anyway so i that's... i were uh, i listened to a podcast about the um Croydon, what was it, Enfield Poltergeist. Enfield Poltergeist, yeah, that and was the last the, podcast the, the, the recordings they had that much more sort of striking. In that instance, they had a voice come out of the girl itself. Yeah, it came out of the girl itself, didn't it? And they yeah. did test it with their And he goes, oh, fuck off, doesn't he? Like, fuck off. I like that ghost. He's like, fuck you. I think he's called Fred or something. He's like, oh, I'm Fred. He's got a real personality. None of he's these. Like this. this German ghost lady, she's like, you dirty bugger. Yeah, he says, like you dirty bugger and you stuff. You dirty bitch. And it's clear. And none of that on this, this record is like, is like that. But they seem very serious about it. Well, they're taking it very they're seriously. It it's, seriously. A, it's a real science. What I'm going to do right now, though, I'm going to play two EVP clips I've actually got from when I went ghost hunting okay. years ago. I have two pieces of audio. So I'll just play them now. This first clip is me um, doing psychic science in Abbott, no, Inverness. And there's a seance going on. And during the seance, this little girl came through to the people. This is, see, this is even more impressive because it goes, Oh, my I'm baby. Explain it. Let me fucking explain Ooh. it. I might do in my solo show that was unsuccessful. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Let's not revisit that. Let's not do that. So we're doing the seance and there's a little girl apparently. And then suddenly when I'm like listening in from the side of the stage, I heard this little girl's voice go, la, la, la. I ignored it thinking it was just whatever. And then the audience heard it. And I said to the audience, did they want to hear that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you think it comes from? And they all pointed to me where I was standing on the stage. I had a recorder next to me. I didn't really tend to record the shows. Managed to do it this time. Recorded it. Here's the clip of me right now hearing that voice. And then I'll loop it a little bit so you can just hear the, the voice itself or the sing-song thing. <coughs> 
Dostajcie ty, wiesz? So that's that one. Ooh. Good. Very good. And the second one is I went to, I think it was called Fort Whitley. It was, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fort Whitley, uh, on the coast, obviously. Um, I was in the armory section, and at about midnight, we all heard what sounded like cannons going off. You hear this, ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-boom. Is it underground? For, yeah, it? it's underground as well. See, that's, you know. But here's the thing. Yeah. No fireworks that night. It's just a regular Saturday night in fucking whatever it it's was. It's obviously stuff in the ground, isn't it? We don't know. No one upstairs heard it. No one two corridors well, over heard it. It was underground, was it? But we heard it like it was in the next room. Yeah, because it's some kind of turns fucking out, Turns out that room we were in used to be where the cannons were <laughs> firing out yeah. into the sea during the wars. So here's the audio now. Don't look disappointed. This is spooky shit. All right. Here's the audio of me with the people I'm ghost hunting with on the ground. I've raised the levels of the boom, 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 so you can hear it. We don't, we're not saying it's ghosts. We're not saying it's not someone slamming a door nearby. But it sounds like cannons going off. You can listen to it now. What is that? Why, why are there cannons? What is that bang? Seriously? It's a cannon. Do they fire cannons in Portsmouth? What time is it? It's not even midnight. Ooh, Halloween. How could, if the ghost is a spirit of a dead person, how well, it's would like it the stone it? Tape, oh, it's like the stone tape theory. Maybe the cannons okay. recorded in the fabric of the wall itself and because of the atmosphere in the room that night, the oscillations of the whatever, micro atoms. Micro atoms. Micro atoms. If I the right thing and we got those sounds. I don't know, but it's a little bit spooky. A little bit spooky. Right, so now it's time for treat. And I've got some trick-or-treat treats for you. Okay, so I'm looking forward to this. Let's go. Where shall we start? Let's just reach in. Ow. What you got there? I have a bag of super scary fizzy spiders. Okay, they're fizzy spiders from M&S. I was giving them. They were free. Therefore, eligible for the show. <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit expensive for they us. Were, here, aren't they? Yeah. So, I'm going to open these well, and, and Halloween. taste them. So I, I expect these to be quite nice. They're probably quite nice. Try them. They look can like I spiders. Just, can I just say, how is that a spider? Say again? How is that a spider? Well, it's got the lumpy body and the and legs. no legs. No, no it's legs. the legs at the side. See? It looks like wings. It looks like it a does, butterfly. It looks like it looks a butterfly. Like a, it looks or a bumblebee. Like, it looks like a jelly baby angel. Oh, it's a jelly... That's actually quite sad. <laughs> Cola flavoured. Not that super fizzy. Black currant and cola flavour. I can see the fighters. Interesting flavour combo. Don't know if it quite works. I quite like those. Quite a dense jelly. Very thick texture. jelly. Very thick and hard jelly. Mm. Almost I like, like an American hard gum. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, they're alright. I like those. Nice, I'll give them a... Uh... You get a nice fresh bite of the raspberry and then you get the cola mm. flavour aftertaste. Mm. Mm. They're good. Okay, so out of five, I'll give it four. 
I'll give it four, true. It's my kind of sweet, that. Mm, nice. They're mine. Yes, and my kind of. In that but area. you're not having any more. <laughs> Can I have one more, please? Yeah, not now, we're talking. Right. Next trick. What track have you got as a trick track? The trick track coming up next, Paul. Yes. It's a theme on these other two. Yeah. They're both produced by Joe Meek. Interesting. Joe Who's Meek? Joe Meek? He was a sort of outsider producer from the 50s and 60s. What made him an outsider? He had his own weird home studio. Okay. Um, based in Holloway Road. Okay. And he made his own funny sound effects and tape loop stuff. Mm. And he was like a Svengali. He would. Uh, he signed loads of different bands to come and play and do tracks for him, but they all have the Joe Meek sound. Which is, what would you say? It is a weird sort of twangy... Is it like his own wall of sound kind of thing? Yeah. I think he was very influenced by Spectre and tried to sort of create his own... He shot of... a woman in the head. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you should say that because oh. that is uh, how uh, Joe Meek came a cropper, by being shot by his landlady. Really? There's a play about it and also a film. He had a very tragic... He was a very gay gentleman. And obviously back in the 60s, that yeah. was, wasn't cool with the uh, establishment with the, and stuff. No. And um, very much against the people. So who he had some problems. Men. Yeah. But he used to just get blonde guys like Heinz. Uh, he liked to have blonde, good looking blonde guys fronting the bands. And Don't he we would, all? Yeah, well, he did try it on with them. So, oh. But he has a distinct sound, which I find very enjoyable. So, what are we going to listen to here then? This is from an EP I picked up called Vampires, Cowboys, Spacemen and Spooks. The very best of Joe Meek's instrumentals. Now, this is an EP, yeah. as we were discussing before. And that runs on 33 and a third, does it? Oh, no, 45. See? Ah, it's as I said, yeah. But it, it has got yeah. two tracks on both sides. Okay. That's why it's an extended play single. So which one are we going to choose from? Because what are the four tracks called? You've got, uh, on side one, Vam- um, The Moon Trekkers, Night of the Vampire. That covers your vampires. Then you've got The Outlaws, Ambush. That's the Western. The Western. Which is, don't I mean, care. We don't care about that. As we've said before, in this country, we Who do Halloween it? properly. Yeah. It's got to be macabre. It's got None to be... None of this Wild West bullshit. Well, sort of, I'm a fireman. No. What the fuck is that? Who gives I, a fuck? What the fuck? Are you, do oh, how is that Halloween-y? Ooh, I've dressed up as like a, a policeman. Do it properly or not at all. Ooh, I've dressed up as a cowboy. What the uh, fuck's that got to do with anything? Nothing. They just like fancy dress. Then on side two, yeah. the Tornado's Life on Venus. I actually have a copy of that on the original set. That's a bit more kind of 60s space journey to the Mars kind of thing. And he did Telstar was his biggest hit. Should have mentioned that before. Yeah. And it has a similar feel to Telstar, sort of... Twangly guitar thing. But with space organ. We all like a little bit of space organ, oh, don't we? I, I, like, I wish people would make space for my organ in, in, <laughs> in their lives. Um, There's not much space needed No, really, either. please. Someone, please. Park Re- your organ. Reach out. I'll clean the room. You're going to have to do more than that. I'll deep clean it. I would just go and use Rogan's room. Don't, look, don't pull back the curtain. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, never bring and the then the back last, to this room. the last track, The Spooks, The Spook Walks. And Again, which is a sort of like, almost like Link Ray. You know, the it's Link a bit Ray like stuff. the Shadows, I yeah, thought. It's like the Shadow you know? Yeah, I think that's what it's sort of going for. And we're going to listen to a bit of uh, the most very Halloweeny one which has a great yeah. little sound effect at the beginning of someone coming out of his crypt Dracula whatever doesn't he yeah howls and screams it's really I don't know it's really um, textured and kind of has a real vibe to it Do you it know what builds I mean? an atmosphere it really does let's listen to it now
Moon Trekkers, Night of the Vampire. And I like it. It's a lot of fun. It's a nice Halloween track, I think, as well. It gave me the heebie-jeebies and the willy-wibblies. You know... What? There used to be a whole tradition of scary novelty, sort of... And there was a whole the rock and roll, sort of, the Monster Mash well, being... Obviously, the Monster Mash. ...being the most important one. Now, yeah. well, well, where are we now? We're on the... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Go on. I'm doing a segue. Now that we're on the subject of the Monster Mash by we pick it... We, you and me both read an article the other day, yeah. which was like one of those stupid clickbait articles saying, oh, have you ever realised the Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett is not even the song, the Monster Mash. It's about someone describing the song, the Monster Mash, which you never actually hear. Cause something, and it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. It's wrong. Because the song, the Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett is yeah. about a dance. Called the Mash. The Monster Mash. It was a graveyard yes, smash. Yes, which was a graveyard smash. So he did the mash. Yeah. And it was gone in a flash. Yeah. He did it the mash. took on in a flash, I think. Oh, he took on in a flash. Anyway, so there's no sort of like, it's not like tribute. Because I was working in the lab late last night, right? When my eyes beheld an eerie sight. I don't know the rest that's of it. it. Yeah, that's what you've got. Yeah. So, I was working in the lab late one Because the original is Bobby V. Sorry, was it Bobby V? Pickett. Bobby Pickett. But the one that, that everyone knows is the Boris Karloff remake. Was there a Boris Karloff remake? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a Bob Karloff. Who was the other horror character who played Frankenstein? Was that Boris Karloff? Bella Lugosi. Or it might have been Bella Lugosi. No, you, they just does an impression of Bella Lugosi on the tune. Night. There's only one tune. I'm sure he did a cover, though. Of no, that's just not true. All right. Get your facts straight. And also... Hipster twat writing a thing. Oh, isn't it funny that it's a song, but it isn't actually the song. Isn't actually in the song. It's about a song which no one actually hears. Wrong. Well, you, I'm, I'm a beady twat. You are a beady coffee sipping Nando's saying it's cheeky cunt. <laughs> it's not a cheeky Nando's. It's just a fucking cheap meal. Yeah. Own it. Right. Excellent. Okay. Wonderful. What would you rate that out of five platters? I'd give it a good five platters. I like it. I'd give it four. Because I don't like the cowboy one, and I'm in there for this inability. Right, okay. next, on the treat. Oh, if it's anything like the super... Well, the spiders, in terms of the modelling on the spiders, very poor. They've actually... I think they've just censored themselves and gone, we don't actually want them to look too much like spiders. No. They might freak the kids out. It might out. scare the kiddie wings. You know what I mean? It's health and safety gone absolutely worse. Zango! Or bonkers. So the next thing... No, you can't say bonkers anymore, Paul. Nutters. Health and safety. You can't say nutters. What have we got? Melonheads. This is from M&S as well. This is, oh yeah, it is. Popping candy spiders. Oh. Solid milk chocolate discs that go pop in your mouth. So how are they a spider? I go pop in your mouth. Would you? I'll go pop in your mouth. I'll pop in your mouth. Anyway. Um, They're in a little bag, like like chocolate coins come in. And satsumas come in. Right. So. But this is a black netting. So I'm, are you going to try I'm one of the orange sure. ones? I'm going to try. They're all the same flavour, you reckon? Yeah, I pretty much thought they're all the same flavour. Right. They're just little chocolate I'm trying discs. a silver one. It doesn't even... Yeah, it has a spider on it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, oh no, mine doesn't have a fucking spider on it. It's just a chocolate coin. You know what this is? Chocolate left over from Christmas. I've just put different fucking tinfoil so on. bloody with, is, isn't it? With, with a spider on. All right, let's have it. Let's see if let's, it's the m let's, let's have a go. It's got some poppy candy in. It's reasonably, it's reasonably nice chocolate, isn't it, actually? It's not bittersweet, like... Some knockoff chocolate is. It's actually quite milky and creamy. It's quite nice. Quite a, quite a smooth. Quite a high quality chocolate, I'd say. Well, there's a little bit of popping going on, but and not there's much. There's some popping going on, yeah. Fine. Two. Two. Two out of five. Disappointing. It's time for the last of the uh, 
trick tracks. Then please bring out your trick track. Okay, so we're sticking with Joe Meek here. Good. Because for the trick track, I have yes. another seven-inch single, Till the Following Night, and the singer is Johnny Quantrell. Interesting. I know nothing of either of these people. Now, this is words. undoubtedly a Meek production. It doesn't actually say so on the record. And this is on a reissue what, label. Why, why do you think that's true, though? Can't just throw accusations about without I any... I think when I bought... Oh. I think for sure it is, because um, it's a song by Screaming Lord Such. Right. The uh, Till the following night, and it has Lord has Such in okay. brackets as a songwriter. Yeah. Now, Screaming Lord Such... Hold the microphone to your mouth correctly so we can hear you. Now, Screaming yes, Lord better. Such... So, Screaming Lord Such uh, also did which was produced by Joe Meek, that famous song, Jack the Ripper. Now, that is a classic. I think we've played that before yeah, in the past. that is a classic Maybe Halloween. Maybe in the Uncleakables, but I think we have played it. It is a classic before. Halloween song, as yes. you know. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ooh, Ripper. Jack the yeah. Ripper. Do you think you'll make songs about some of the monsters of today? Jimmy Savile. No, oh, no, I was thinking. Jimmy Savile. Do the Bundy. Do the Ted Bundy. Choppy, choppy, chop. Eating at your cock. Uh... Making zombies out of people in his neighbourhood. Well, there was a, there is an industry in uh, serial killer stuff, isn't it? There probably now, is. Unfortunately. It, it's mean, a sad indictment of the times. It really is. So let's listen to a little bit of this song right now. <laughs> <laughs> The shades of night are falling out And the moon is riding high From the center of the graveyard In the middle of the night Now, that is extremely good, isn't it? I like it. It, it might a, be a new Halloween classic. It has a raw rock and roll feel. I like it. And it ha- it is pure Halloween. Yeah. It's like a list of the universal monsters. The zombies are a-prancing. They are. The skeletons are dancing. Graveyards are also mentioned. Uh, the werewolves are a-howling. Yeah. Or crying. Yeah. And he comes out of his long black coffin till the following night. So Indeed. he is... He is. Dracuar. In all the ways we want. He is a funky Dracuar. We like it. And he's having a party. And the guitar solo is, is shreddy, isn't it? Yeah. So what about, um, what about, what is it about Lord, Screaming Lord Such? What, how, what was his thing? Was he kind of like the old crazy world of Arthur Brown? He was a pop star early, yeah. You know, he was fire. A, he was a bit like that, but he had yeah. a few pop things in the early 60s. And then by the 70s, he was uh, still a rock singer, but he had transformed himself into the Screaming Looney Party. Oh, he it's was the that founder dude, of the yeah. Screaming Looney Party. The yeah. kind of alternative... Yeah, vote the yeah. three vote the away crazy vote, vote yeah. it was yeah, uh, but he was a singer, pop yeah. singer, and he worked with Joe Meek. And this is a such song, but sung by Johnny Quantrell, and it's very Halloweeny, isn't it? It is indeed, and it's quite hard rocking. Four and a half for me. Plans I'd give for it. That. I'd give it. Four, I like yeah. it. It's a nice Halloweeny song. I would play it on rotation on a Halloween party night. 
You know what, Paul? I've DJed what? on Halloween night. Don't want to get that tales from the dance floor in you here. You can do a little one. It's, I d- it's Halloween. And, I, and always, I think for it's special for DJs, yeah. Halloween, because there's so much you think, oh, I can get out the scary music. The weird ones. I'll get out the, you know, this the soundtrack to, to you know, Halloween or Or whatever. the fog. That's a good one. Or the fog or some of those. Yeah. And I'll play some of these weird novelty records. It just mm. goes over people's heads. It Wasted. just goes... No one says, oh, that was good. That was a halloween set. They just go, Ugh. it wasn't the mash. It wasn't the mash. Wasn't the I'll play mash. the mash. No one even likes that anymore. These kids. These kids. Ruining it Halloween. Just, look, what effort have you fucking made? You've, you've put a fucking bandage on and you've smeared some red paint on the bandage. And the rest of your outfit is totally normal. You know, just fucking... You're still really hung up about that. The other interesting thing, before we move on. Yes, Paul, before we move on. You said I sounded and looked like Blakey from Off the Buses. <laughs> yeah. Was that earlier this episode? I, I don't know. Or was it last week? It might have been. I can't. I, it all blurs into one when we record it in this one. This is a reissue label and it's called... Blakey! And it is definitely, because I spoke to the guy in the record shop, it's this guy who puts out this British rock and roll stuff he finds yeah. on uh, vinyl and it's Blakey. Nice. He uses Blakey and it's a reference to our, on the buses. So guy. what did you give it out of five? A four. A solid four. A four for me too. A nice Halloween mix. Let's go to our final a treat right now oh. on our trick or treat section of the Halloween show. Well, I hope we can he- finish on a high because the chocolate button things were very underwhelmo. That's Haribo. Oh no, that's Haribo. Oh no, here we go. We're gonna have to share this. Okay. It is a foiled, solid milk chocolate lollipop. It's foiled. What? It tried something and it was and it got uh, away and it got. It didn't get away. It got foiled. No, I agree. It got foiled. Try, try to describe it again without using a... Do you want me to hurt you? No, I don't want you to hurt me. I want you to get things right. Uh, I just Halloween. want you to don't leaning over me. Halloween. Where's the body go? I don't know. It's honey Halloween. But that that scarecrow has been out in the front garden for far too long. In the front oh, garden? Can why, you imagine there was a why, scarecrow out here? Imagine. Are you what, suggesting you'll kill me and put my corpse into some kind of scarecrow position and put me in the front yard? And everyone won't know because it'll they be would, Halloween for a bit. They would know think, immediately. It's like, oh, there's a Halloween scarecrow. And then Halloween comes and goes. And guess what? The, Hall- the scarecrow It's a black there. cat lolly, ladies and gentlemen. And one day they realise there's a horrible smell coming from the scarecrow and they haven't taken their decorations down, but no one knows put them up. And so someone prods it and it falls down. It's chocolate innards, as well. All your innards slop out all over the floor. And everyone goes, it's not a scarecrow. It's what do it's I care? A real By this boy. stage, I've been murdered. It's so a what real do I care? boy. What happens? It's a real boy. A real boy. Yes. I'm a man. And they, they find your corpse, and so I go, I'm dead. <laughs> Very poor. And no one will know it was me that did it. No one will know. They would know. Who's gonna know? The people. Who's who are... gonna know? It's not as if I've just confessed it on a podcast. He's confessed it on I? the podcast, and also it, it, it would raise suspicion if I was. Would it? Yes. No one's gonna miss you, mate. Now this no is one... not a foiled. It's no wrapped one's in gonna foil. Miss you. But it's the a lolly. No one's gonna miss you. In the shot, I'm just trying to get. Who's gonna miss I'm you? I'm trying to move on now. No one's gonna miss you. They will. Where's Eli? Is gone. Who gives a fuck, mate? Party time! Oi, oi, oi! It's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> It's a chock lolly. It's a chock lolly cat, uh, as I've said, with a and tin it has foiled. a little. And it has. It's <laughs> stop with the tin foil. It's got tin foil on it. What do you want? That sounds like a, like a Batman quip. You've been tin foiled. Not a very good Batman episode. No. Uh, it's a cat lolly, and it's got some felt ears. I'm going to need to take a picture of it before we eat it because okay. we need to destroy it, don't we? Before we can get into its goody gum drops. Right. Let's go. 
Let's go. You, I, I'll let you get into it. I'll tear, you can tear the cat face open to reveal the chocolate lolly. Oh, it's got a little bit of felt on it. Yeah, I tried to say that. I was ignoring you. Ignoring you, mate. So, yeah, you know, that's a thing. Okay, it's just a... Does it have poppy candy in it? No, I don't think it has. I don't think it does. This is going to be a real fucking non-starter. Is it? Yeah. That's a shame. It's chocolate. Chocolate cat lolly thing. Nothing scary about it at all. There's nothing good about it, really. Just some chocolate. Just chocolate. Fucking... <sighs> two. I'm going to it two. It's shit. It's not scary. It's a waste of felt. <sighs> Whatever. Ooh, I'm a scary ghost. Ooh, Eli, this was a successful section. <laughs> it's all right, because we're going to play out of one of my favourite uh, Halloween tunes. Oh, yeah, what's Have you ever that? heard of Spooky Scary Skeleton? No. Oh, I'll show you one sec. Okay, Google, Spooky Scary Skeletons. Oh, who sings Spooky Scary Skeletons? Well, let's find out. Spooky Scary Skeletons was recorded by Andrew Gold. Andrew Gold, yeah, he had... Uh... Well, I don't know who Andrew Gold is. Uh, name rings a bell. Know Your Meme. Oh, I'm going to find out by a website called knowyourmeme.com. Spooky Scary Skeletons is the name of a children's Halloween song written and performed by Andrew Gold. Online, the song is primarily, primarily associated with the skeleton subculture and is often used as background music in skeleton-themed memes like Too Spooky and Mr. Bone's Wild Ride. Wow, I didn't know there was a skeleton subculture. I didn't. I don't even know what a skeleton subculture even is. It's probably like the furries, but they like to be like dressed All up bony. as skeletons. Like yeah. my spirit animal is a fleshless skeleton, and then they probably have ways of fucking. Andrew Maurice Gold was an American singer. Let's knock the bones. They probably say, "Let's knock bones." I'd like to crack my pelvis open when I'm boning you. He had a US top 10 single with Lonely Boy. Thank oh, what? that's where I know him from. Thank you for you being a that? friend. Uh, he did the Cheers theme. And never let her slip away. I, know I met all... her on a Sunday on a telephone long no, that's distance. That's not how that goes. Hong Kong, ding dong. That's not Hello. how that goes. I don't know, I can't remember. No, never let her slip away. That's how never that goes. Never let her slip away. Yeah. Diddum, diddum, and that Lonely Boy is... That one. Oh, what a lonely boy. I like that one. I think that might be the same feel... guy. It is that guy. It must be that. Yeah. He has played and and he recorded did the with artists song. such as Linda Ronstadt, Paul McCartney, Don Henley, James yeah. Taylor, Brian Wilson, Roy Orbison, Ringo Starr, Carly Simon, John Waite, Roxy Music, Jeff o- Jennifer okay. Warren, Stephen Bishop, I America, Nicolette Larson, Maria Muldar, Neil Diamond, Barbara Benton, Eric Carmen, Juice Newton, Leo Sayer, Freddie Mercury, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Carla Bonoff, Bette Midler, Diana Ross, Cher, Jesse McCarthy, J.D. Souther, and Gary Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> no! Anyway, I like that song. It's a nice little song, but I like the remix I'm going to drop in a few seconds of right now from an online guy on YouTube called The Living Tombstone. And he kind of does it. He likes doing remixes of Halloween themes or spooky uh. themes or video game themes. Very good work. This is a good one. It starts off with... And shivers down your spine Shrieking skulls will shock your soul And seal your doom tonight Spooky, scary skeletons Speak with such a screech You'll shake and shudder in surprise When you hear these zombies shriek We're so sorry, skeletons You're so misunderstood You only want to socialize But I don't think we should A spooky, scary skeleton Shouts startling, shrilly screams They'll sneak them, there's a couple of girls And just won't leave you be like an upbeat version of Spooky Scary Skeletons, but then it gets dirty and it goes all, all like. 
Gets all drum and bass. Gets all dancing. Gets all in the groove. it large. Having it little and large. Lol and Hardy little and large. Cannon and Bruno. Cannon and Cannon and Bruno. I don't know. I don't know. Imagine Cannon and Bruno. That would be a pairing. All right, every. Rock on, Tommy. Yeah, I think we've summed that up. Cannon and ball and little and large. And cannon and ball and little and large. Cannon and ball and little and large. Mockham and wise. Mockham and wise. Little and large and cannon and ball. Right. You've lost me, It's my double act, double act, dub space. Dub space, double act. Yeah. Okay, and so, shall we, shall we now move on? I believe we should. I think I've had enough nasty chocolate. Can I just say, out of those three items, it is the super scary fuzzy spiders. They were a clear winner for me. They've got an interesting black have, current. Have another. Thank you. They don't look like spiders. No, but they taste absolutely lovely. Yes. Om nom nom. Nom nom nom. Okay, next on Cheap Show, we're going to be talking about something I'm quite passionate about, and that is ghost hunting. Which is not real. No, it's not real at all, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, so... I've wasted my life ghost hunting for four years. It's not the only thing you've wasted your life doing. Thank you. Thank ha- you very much. <laughs> I was play- I played Mario Kart on the Switch the other day. Did you? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, back to ghost busting. So, <laughs> um, yes, I have been uh, for four years a ghost hunter. I went around the world, well, okay, the UK, doing ghost hunts, and I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Like? Uh, ghosts aren't real. That's a big one. You, you, but, didn't, you didn't know to need to go ghost hunting to find that out, Paul. Sometimes you have to do the research. You've <sighs> got to put the time in. But I often think to myself, what would it be like, Eli, if you and I were ghost busters, living a life hunting ghosts professionally? It's almost as if you had some script that's been in a drawer for four years and we've under-rehearsed it and stuck it on the end of this podcast. You know what? It's almost as if all of the things you've just said are actually true. <laughs> so let's do a wibbly-wobbly thing and imagine what it'd be like if me and you were part of what I like to call a spirit squad. Ooh. So don't do woos. Okay, just a few more questions and then we're done. No problem. So, have you had any personal encounters with the supernatural yourself that you've had to deal with um, yourself? Well, basically, yeah. A few weeks ago, my dad died. Horrible death, too. He'd just gotten into cycling and I watched him take a ride from my house on a Sunday. Dozy bastard wasn't looking where he was going. And the number 46 came round the corner and he just went straight under it. I saw it coming. And I raced after him, but I was too late. All I saw was his head slide under the back wheel of the bus. 
heard his skull crunch and pop as the wheels went over him. It was too much for me to bear, so I kind of lost it. I stopped caring. I was close to getting fired from my job anyway. My girlfriend was threatening to leave me, and I was... It was all getting too much. She came over one night to try and snap me out of it, and halfway through another argument, there was a loud knocking on my front door. She went down to answer it and tell whoever it was to get lost, and the next thing I heard was her screaming. I ran down the stairs to see my dad's zombified body tearing her arms off. His head was a mess, his bottom jaw flapping. He was desperately trying to eat what was left of her, but you know, as he had no head, it wasn't going to happen. I just remember grabbing a nearby chair and smashing away at what was left of his brain matter until he stopped moving. And then I saw my girlfriend start to twitch and I just decided then and there to nip it all in the bud and I began to cave her head in with the lampstand. I cried for hours that night. I never thought I'd have to kill anyone, let alone twice, let alone my dad and my girlfriend in the same night. It changed me, you know? Yeah, the question just needs a yes or no reply. We'll just put yes then. Spirit Squad. A supernatural comedy written by Paul Gannon with very minor assistance from Eli J. Silverman. Okay, so far, it's all looking good. I mean, to be honest, you have a better CV than me. So, why have you decided to get into the paranormal extermination game? You seem a little more than overqualified. Well, it's just getting more commonplace these days, isn't it? Every other day, the paper has some new story of a violent haunting, or a zombie attack, or some other random ghost story. Yesterday, my neighbour was molested by a fur coat. She phoned the police to report it. I mean, what's all that about? It's making everyone so miserable. So I thought a job like this, I could make a difference. But why not go back to your old job? Well, it's a little hard when you walked into work the day before, crying, covered in the blood of two people you love, screaming, I killed them both. It certainly doesn't get you promoted. So how long have you been out of work then? What day is it today? Um, Monday. Then it's been seven months and one day. And what have you been doing since then? Do you want the answer where I tell you I've just been taking it easy, having some me time and planning my next career move? Or do you want the honest answer where you suddenly feel very sad for me and ever so slightly disgusted? Okay, well, whatever you think won't blow this job interview. I've been taking it easy, having some me time and uh, planning my next career move. Yeah, but why the ghost extermination business exactly? You could probably make a difference elsewhere. I mean, it's not a glamorous job like... Like, at all. It doesn't pay well. It's messy. Dirty work. Sometimes it gets in the way of your own social life. If you've ever had a social life, I mean, I haven't. I mean, my wife thinks this is all a joke. That I'm basically a janitor, exploiting the recently bereaved. Coming home, covered in goo, guts, gore. Why don't you go back into IT? You were good at that. Stop wasting your time and your money on gadgets and booby traps. And think about paying the mortgage, she says. I mean, I try and tell that this is my dream, that I can finally combine my spiritualism interests with my technical skills and build some truly original top-of-the-line ghost hunting and elimination equipment. I mean, I'm not all that great at the actual extermination part of the job, if I'm being honest. I mean, I threw up four times trying to force a goblin into a shredder. And ghosts, in general, well, they, they give me the willies. 
and, and that's why I need to grow the business, that I need to get more people in who can handle the graft and I can continue building all the equipment. I've got a gift for it. I mean, the wife says I have a gift for talking bollocks, but then, of course, we have another blowout, and then she starts crying, and then I start crying. I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you still want me to take this job, or is this just your way of putting me off it? Do you need a counsellor to talk to? Do you? Sounds like we both do. (laughs) (laughs) So what now? Well, you're the best man for the job on paper. Uh, Frankly, I've not had much interest in the job. There was only you, an angry 60-year-old woman who looked literally like Lisa Simpson, and a blind guy who said he could smell ghosts, and if I didn't hire him, it was discrimination and exploitation of his disability. Well, what did you say to him? Uh, that he was in the wrong place, and this was actually the post office depot. Classy. Look, honestly, you're the best person I've seen for this job. I mean, I'm happy to give you the role if you want it. I just really could do with the help. I'd be more than happy to come on board. Excellent. Okay, brilliant. So, going back to my original question, what now? Ah, follow me. So here it is. Here's where I make all the tools and traps we need to capture all manner of supernatural entities. Wow. You went full 60s Batcave on this. Oh yeah, some guys have a large flat screen TV, surround sound systems, comfy couches in their man caves. And you apparently like to dress it like the Riddler's lair. What's this? Ah, now this is basically a liquidised curse designed to make poltergeists impotent. Doesn't kill them? What part of them already being dead makes you think you can kill them? Now you can't kill ghosts. That's like saying you can burn fire. No, what this does is basically make it so poltergeists can't get enough spectral energy up to do any of the moving around and such and such, you know? Well, how does it work? Well, I mean, basically, I boil up a few ingredients, make them into a liquid curse, and then inject it into this casing. You leave a couple of these lying around your house, and if a snoopy poltergeist pokes his nose too closely, it squirts the curse directly into the atmosphere. So one quick spray, and that ghoul becomes quickly about as useless as a chocolate teapot. Well... I mean, you could eat a chocolate teapot. That's a use. Also, uh, wouldn't be too bad holding cold tea, as long as you cooled it down in the fridge before and maybe handled it with a paper towel. Okay, fair enough. Point made. So what, it squirts them and then they spend the rest of existence unable to do anything? I mean, isn't that cruel? Cruel? I'm sorry, I once saw a poltergeist flay the skin off an eight-year-old boy and make it do the dance from Thriller. That bastard deserved to spend the rest of forever as a feckless mess of ectoplasm. I stand corrected. What's this little box for? This little box is full of lozenges. Ah, (laughs) sorry, okay. For, like, sore throats and stuff. Oh, no. For possession. I mean, usually you'll find a demon pretending to be the devil. It jumps inside some frail-minded individual and causes all kinds of unpleasant nastiness. It's all rather violent. But it's also all for show, so once inside, they are effectively ventriloquists with bad language. I thought they got the church in, uh, for stuff like that. <laughs> no, not anymore. Bloody priests did more harm than good. If you want a surefire way to piss off the Hellspawn demon, it's by simply asking it to be nice and beware the second coming of a long-haired hippie. No, what usually happens is that the priest or rabbi or whatever end up involuntarily killing the host because they've tied them to the bed too tightly and the demon gets all bored and then sods off and it's a right bloody mess. So what do the lozenges do? Well, like all lozenges, you suck them and hope it shifts the infection. I mean, these little board suites can usually get you coughing up the demon in a few short hours. 
I mean, the demons hate it. It's my own special mix of ingredients, and they leave with a massive headache. Um, the only drawback to them is that you shouldn't really take too many in one day. Because you can overdose? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're packed with cocaine. Wow. Demons hate cocaine. Yeah, and the music of Barbara Streisand, but you can't boil that down into a boiled sweet. Am I... Am I the first person you've ever brought in here? Ever? Oh, God, yes. You are in full-on cue mode, and this is... Well, that's a gun. Why? Well, because you can't stop a werewolf with a boiled sweet. Fair enough. Look, you'll figure out how the rest of this stuff works in time and when you need them, but there is one more thing I need to ask of you before I can offer you a contract. Go on. I just thought it would be best to put you through some kind of like aptitude test, you know, to make sure you're really cut out for the job. Which makes sense. Because you may be all talk now, but the minute you're faced with something truly terrifying, you could just bottle it and do your best Roadrunner impression. And that does not look good for the company. Obviously. So all I need you to do is just go next door and take care of a little goblin I prepared for you. And what? Trap it? Dispose of it? Offer it a cough drop? <laughs> no. I just need you to take this charmed blade and stick it in the mouth of the ghoul next door. I thought you couldn't kill something that's already dead. Well, you're not killing it. You're merely forcing the blade into its mouth to bind the creature to the weapon itself. The blade will heat up as it absorbs the fiend and it, it might get hot, but it's not dangerous. So you want me to go next door, stab a goblin in the mouth and bring you back the hot blade? In a nutshell, yes. The job's as good as done. I'll be back in a bit. You didn't have to slam it. Dan? Hello? Did you actually forget to put a ghost in the room? Um, what's this? Uh, but please open the box on the table. Dan. Kiss, 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 kiss. Sorry about the kiss, kiss. Force of habit. Happy smiley face, Dan. No worries. I take it you mean this box on the worktop. I'm on it. Ah. Jesus, you put the lid on tight, didn't you? I can't get this... Oh! Oh, God! Please help me! Well, you're not a goblin. I can't take this suffering anymore. Excuse me? You're, you're here to stick that knife in me, aren't you? Please don't. Please, please don't. I'm sorry, you can't take what anymore? Being stabbed. It hurts so much. I was under the impression I was the first person to undertake this task. Oh, God, no. I've been impaled about 50 times. Each time is so excruciatingly painful. I can't do it. Please don't do it. Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> Uh, you know, I thought goblins would look uglier, meaner, uh, at least have an eye missing or something. But I'm not a goblin. Well, I can see that. Look, can we come up with some kind of arrangement? Maybe say you did it and, and let me out the window or something when the bad man isn't looking. Look, I'm going to be blunt with you. I... I am totally going to stab you in the gob. I really want this job. 
And if all I have to do is violently attack a small child, like vulnerable looking creature, then frankly, I'm going to go right ahead and get this over with. <laughs> well, don't do that. It's going to make it a little harder, but I'm still going to go through with this. I'm going to feel nothing. It's the means to an end. Well, this sucks. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, hello? <laughs> you know what? I knew this was going to be one of those, oh, I'm innocent, mister, please don't kill me, ruses. In all honesty, you had me going there for a moment. But just so you know, I was always going to ram this blade in you. Sometimes you just have to get the job done. Yes. Get the job done. Like when you caved in your daddy's head. Okay, shut up now. Like when you picked up that heavy brass lampstand and broke open the top of Amanda's skull. Was that a means to an end? Don't you talk about her! Don't you dare! You know she wasn't completely turned before you smashed her brains into the carpet, did you? Stop it! Oh, she knew exactly what was coming when she saw you pick up that lampstand. Please stop! She still hoped you would let her die first before you ended her misery. She still loved you. Stop! Did you feel nothing when you ended her life just that little bit too early, did you? Well, you are definitely gonna feel this! I wonder how he's getting on. didn't work! What? The knife didn't work. Oh, well, it should have done. Well, it didn't! Well, what happened? Well, where's the demon? It's currently in about 20 pieces on the floor in the other room. You are cleaning that up! Well, hang on, I don't understand. You should have just been able to... I know what you think, but apparently charmed blades don't work on demons. Oh, uh, it was a demon? As it turns out, yes. Well, then, yeah, then the blade shouldn't have worked on a demon. I don't know what you do with a chopped up demon, but from this point on, it's your problem. <sighs> I'll probably just chuck the bits into a fire, or something. I mean, fire is the cure-all for monsters. Please tell me I have the job. I'm covered in God knows what sprayed out of its innards. I've been emotionally tormented and I've got a pretty nasty knife wound in my leg. Alright, okay, just one more question. Go on. How are you on social media? Pretty bloody great, as it happens. Good, then you're hired. Right, hello, uh, this is Terry from Harlington Road. You came to see me last week to deal with that poltergeist and I'm a bit pissed off because he is still creating a shitstorm in my house. Can you come back and please deal with this properly like you promised to? Thank you.
So what's the problem? All right, well, last week this guy called Terry called me and asked me to get rid of a poltergeist at his place. It was a simple job. Fumigate the property, make the spirit impotent, and collect the money. I have no idea why it's still causing a problem. Hmm. Is it likely you just fucked it up? No, I, I fuck up a lot of things. Like my tax returns, my weekly food shop, you know, and my marriage... But I don't fuck up my ghost busting, alright? That poltergeist bomb is a proven success. I have no idea what the problem could be. You fucked it. Right, well, thanks for that vote of confidence. Oh, right, finally. Thanks for showing up. Come on, this way, through here. Come on, now! Well, he is a charmer. Pardon? Uh, so the poltergeist is back here, you say? Yeah, he never left, mate. He's still in the living room. But that's that solution should have fixed it. You definitely fucked it. Come along, he's in here. Hello, foolish mortals. Dare you attempt to leave this room, and I shall tear your souls apart. (laughs) Yes, Gary, we've been through this. I am a poltergeist, an evil, invisible, and malicious ghoul. In life, I was known as Gary. I am Gary the Poltergeist. Yes, Gary, we know. My demonic powers are many. My violence against mortals knows no boundaries. Can we get to the point, mate? Well, after you used your cruel practices on me, I was unable to perform my supernatural duties. Maybe he fucked it. Yeah, he fucked it. I didn't fuck it. No, he was successful, all right. However, after I was told I had an afterlife disability, I was told by Claims Direct that they could help me receive over £4,000 in compensation. Where do ghosts get compensation from? With this money, I discovered I could go about my hauntings by hiring home help. This is Nigel, my home help. From hell! (laughs) Hello. I want them both out now. Without any further ado, let the horrors commence. See me move these books. Ooh, I'm moving these books. Stop that. Are you scared? Now, see me somehow ring this bell. This is pathetic, mate. Put the bell down. Fear the evil. Now watch as I send foul thoughts into your modern phone appliance. Hello. Suck my soggy cock. Can you please get rid of them? Can't have an impotent ghost and his dodgy home help living in my house like squatters. Throwing my kitchenware around. And I can still be the cause of horrendous physical violence. Nigel, I demand you punch one of them. Um, really? I'm paying you to do my deadly doings. But you didn't say I'd have to hit anyone. Do it! I wouldn't if I were you. Punch someone. You have a choice, mate. You can try and punch one of us here, and I'd recommend Paul, but I'd recommend getting your coat and going home to your loving wife. I live alone. Makes sense. Punch someone, or else I will have a proper tantrum. Nigel, I can tell you now, working for Gary is only going to make your life miserable. It's pretty miserable already. More miserable, then. Or, Terry will be forced to call us out once a week, once a day, Maybe even on the hour. And we'll come over and give you a slap. And I'll call the police too. That would also help, yes. So what do you want to do? 
Nigel, if you leave, I will tear your soul apart. How, exactly? Aren't you supernaturally impotent? Well, I, I will. Okay, you've got me. I'm just lonely. Well, why don't you go back with Nigel? You both seem like annoying losers who could do with each other's company. Do you have Netflix? Yes, but... Well, in that case, it's decided. I shall come home with you, Nigel, and we shall have a night of man company. Binge-watching Red Dwarf and Stranger Things. Or I will tear your soul apart! Okay, okay. Just come back to my gaff, then. Just promise not to be up all night telling me that my soul is going to suffer in torment. Deal? Deal. Let's ditch this stuff. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, losers. Job done. You see, we also have to be counsellors to the afterlife, too. There are very rewarding benefits when you think about all the... I'm sorry? What? What? What do you call that? Oh, uh, we call that another £100 bill. And that's very reasonable. That was Spirit Squad, written by Paul Gannon, with help from Eli Silverman, very minor help, starring Richard Wentworth as The Poltergeist, Paul Rose as Terry, and in the role of Nigel is Ash Frith. Thank you very much, you chaps, for taking part in our silly little comedy spooky play. Happy Halloween! And that was Cheap Show for Halloween. Woo! Please don't unsubscribe. Please don't. <laughs> we wanted to do something different, so we thought a scripted comedy thing would be wise. You have made you may have disagreed. Never mind. And uh, just before we go, Paul, I'd just like to say thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon. Every penny counts if you donate a dollar or or a thousand billion dollars. It's all welcome. You can go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show and look over all the different uh, rewards we have there and see what suits your pay packet. I don't know. Whatever. You don't have to donate. It's not obligatory, but we like it if you do. I like it. I like it. Follow us on Twitter as well. We're quite chatty on Twitter. If you go to Twitter, no. I know you're not, so I don't care. Um, if you go to uh, Twitter, yeah, and, look and also, for us can on, I just say something oh, here? Yeah, the Cheap Show Twitter feed is just Paul. Yeah, well, it, that's why it, you have it access often to it. Refers to me as a lazy. I can't tweet via it. You, you can. You, I've given you the password can and I? stuff. Yeah. All right. I might start fucking having a go then. When you call me a tramp <laughs> well, or You're something. welcome to, but you're inherently lazy, so I don't believe for a second that's going to happen. Right, so, with that in mind, thank uh, you to... Ed- you sound like a fucking Tory. You say, oh, Ooh. lazy, claiming benefits. Oh, and I'm an immigrant as well. So what? Come round here, I'll fucking... I'll rub myself and make you sniff my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. So we're you, on Twitter. You wouldn't the like handle, that. <laughs> the, handle, the handle is at the Cheap Show Pod. Or individually, I am at Paul Gannon Show. And Eli? I'm Eli Snoid. That's E L I S N O I D. And you can follow us and we'll have a little chin wags there. We also have a Facebook page. Just look for Cheap Show on there. And our website where you can see images and videos to accompany all the episodes of our podcast are on the website, thecheapshow.co.uk. And that is all the housework done. Thanks for listening. And I am very tired. And I also am tired. Thank you for supporting Cheap Show. We love you. 
and Eli is definitely going to give you denim rub rubs. <laughs>